time. Time is running out. Calling all patriots and lovers of our constitutionally protected, God-given, self-evident, inalienable rights in Tennessee and the United States of America. If you are sickened by the liberty-eroding activities of a government that hates you, then it is time to wake up. If you are fed up with the tyrannical leadership on display by all levels of government, now is the time to listen to your reveille call. If you are equally tired of the political class, the new aristocracy, lying to you in their pursuit of power and control, now is the time to take a stand in the arena. Please welcome your host, Larry Linton, U.S. Navy veteran and candidate for Tennessee House of Representatives to the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Liberty Leadership and Lies podcast. Coming to you from the Goat Locker Studio and the Larry Linton for TN12 campaign headquarters here in Sevierville. Well, I wrapped up quite a few events since we last talked. First, there were the two meet and greets. Then there was the appearance on Dr. Alan Key's Let's Talk America program. And just this past Sunday, another appearance on the JES Biblical Worldview talk show. Plus, I have been doing a lot of door-to-door canvassing in the community. First of all, I want to thank all the people that showed up to the meet and greets and peppered me with questions. I believe it is very important to maintain an open dialogue with the people that have, or will, place another person in a position of special trust. The audiences and I had some great discussions on what is needed to move forward here in the 12th District, not only with a campaign, but with other efforts needed to restore our constitutional republic. That is one of the things Dr. Keyes and I discussed before and during his show. The fact that we are, as a nation, on the precipice at this point in our nation's history, the next two election cycles will determine if we keep our nation as founded, a constitutional republic, or we completely transform into the tyranny of an oligarchy where the sovereign power of the citizen is transferred to the ruling elite, the new aristocracy, and the Constitutional Republic is destroyed. I went into that a little bit with Mr. Richard May on the Biblical Worldview talk show as well. Just how did our Constitutional Republic end up with a ruling elite? What exactly created the new aristocracy in our great nation? Well, Apathy and the political parties created it. Both of them work hand-in-hand to create an incumbency rate of elected officials that is, quite frankly, astonishing. The average incumbency rate in our nation is 93% based upon the results of the 2020 election. California, New Hampshire, and West Virginia are the only states with a rate slightly less than 90%. The national average for incumbents winning their congressional elections across the country is 96%. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I said 96%. Is it any wonder why our nation is in such a mess? Here in Tennessee, incumbents won in 100% of the congressional elections across the state. For the state's General Assembly, it's 98%. Do you all remember that old Benjamin Franklin quote that I've used so often? A republic if you can keep it. 
Well, we cannot keep our republic by keeping the same people serving in elected office that has put our states and our nation on this path of destruction. Incumbents have become the ruling elite, the new aristocracy. Frankly, I don't know if enough people will wake up and see what is happening in time to save us. That is why it is so important for the people that follow this podcast and my campaign to do their part in this struggle, because each of us has a responsibility to protect and defend liberty. Citizenship in a republic demands that each of us participate in our system of self-governance. That participation requires that we do not allow this entrenchment of incumbency in our elected officials. That only serves to solidify the ruling elite's hold on power. These ruling elites, the new aristocracy as I call them, have come to rely on the apathy of the electorate. That's a discussion I had just last evening with a a couple of members at the Constitutional Conservatives meeting here in Sevierville. I also want to let you know that there has been a couple of recurring themes that I am discovering during my door-to-door campaigning. The first theme that I am discovering is this. A significant number of people are not aware that there is a choice on the ballot during this upcoming election. Now, just why would the voters not know about another candidate, another option on the ballot? Well, there's two reasons for that. The first reason for the voters being unaware of a better alternative on the ballot is this. Elections are expensive. If you only knew what radio and print advertising cost, even here in Sevier County, you would be shocked. Social media advertising is relatively inexpensive but candidates fall prey to the media overlords' algorithms that don't actually target the audience selected. But they do target an audience that is mostly filled with social media trolls that plague the ads with comments filled with hate and vitriol. In other words, while political social media advertising is inexpensive, it is proving to be mostly ineffective for a conservative such as myself. I am discovering these problems with advertising costs and trying to overcome them with some shoe leather express. And the second reason that the voters don't know is this. The electorate has gotten used to not having another option on the ballot other than a person with an R or a D after their names. That has driven voter apathy and there is no curiosity that drives them to investigate the ballot. As we have previously discussed about elections here in Sevier County, it is very rare that a candidate with a D after their name will have any success running. And then there is the second theme that I am discovering in my door-to-door canvassing. A vast majority of the people that I have been talking to are excited to learn that there is a choice this November. Several of the people I have talked to throughout the community have requested that I immediately bring them a yard sign. It pleases me to no end that once people find out that there is an alternative to the same old, same old, and when they also find out the why behind my running for office, they become enthusiastic supporters. They are excited to show up at the polls this next election and vote for me. That is what's missing in our nation as a whole, or maybe should I say suppressed in our nation, The two major political parties have scared the electorate for so long 
with lies about not only their candidates and their platform, but also with lies about how dangerous independent or third-party candidates are. They will tell the electorate that a third-party candidate or an independent candidate will split the vote, endangering their candidate's chances for victory. What they really mean with their warnings is that a third-party candidate will end the major political party's hold on the office of their preferred candidate. What should be painfully obvious to every citizen in our republic, and to every Tennessean in particular, is that the two major political parties in our nation no longer work to protect and defend the people's liberty. I'm not sure if they ever did in the first place, but it is definitely not true today. We have spoken many times about President George Washington's warnings about political parties. Those warnings, proclaimed more than 200 years ago, are more true today than ever before in our nation's history. I'm sure the listeners to this podcast and the many followers of my campaign, as well as every average American, can agree that the current Democrat Party is not the same party that was represented by President John F. Kennedy. As a matter of fact, I believe JFK would be quote-unquote canceled by the current Democrat Party. The modern Democrat Party is a purely communist organization. They are definitely not interested in protecting and defending individual liberty in our country. In fact, they believe the opposite is true, where the individual is a servant of the government. That political party can be ruled out right off the bat as one that would serve the people in a constitutional republic. But let's look at the Republican Party now. Are they living up to their stated platform, especially here in Tennessee? Are they working to ensure constitutional candidates are elected to office, as well as ensuring they continue to live up to constitutional principles once they are elected? They have given us plenty of examples of the contrary over the past couple of years, haven't they? We can look at the congressional race for the newly formed U.S. House District 5 up in Nashville. Tennessee GOP leadership worked to disqualify actual conservatives from that ballot. The candidate that won the primary is a conservative that has bucked the party in the past, but now has their support. Will the candidate, if elected, owe something to the party for clearing the path of other conservatives that were in the race, one of which had the endorsement of President Trump. That will be a wait-and-see situation to see how this individual performs in office if he wins the election. However, that gives me pause in offering my support for a candidate for which the corrupt Tennessee state GOP mobilized to remove obstacles within the party. Also, through the party's actions, It denied the people a choice in who would be able to represent them at the federal level. Are those the actions of an organization that will protect and defend liberty? Or are they the actions of an organization that will only protect and defend its hold on power? There are a few other examples of the state GOP intent on holding on to power by controlling the outcome of elections. Last month, a conservative candidate won a write-in campaign, and was elected by the people to become a member of the Tennessee GOP State Executive Committee. Mr. Mark Pulliam entered the race when he found out that nobody registered as a candidate for the seat. 
He won that election that was held at the beginning of August. Well, the state GOP disenfranchised the voters that elected Mr. Pulliam and unseated him. How is that for free and fair elections? The state executive committee misinterpreted their own bylaws, whether on purpose or mistake, and unseated a duly elected citizen, invalidating the votes of at least 300 people in that state executive committee district. Why? Well, the why is both simple and complicated. The simple explanation is this. Mr. Pulliam was not tapped or selected by state GOP leadership to run for that seat. He wasn't part of their good old boy network in simple terms. The complicated part is this. If nobody runs for that seat that Mr. Pulliam was elected in, well, the state executive committee gets to appoint somebody to fill the seat. Forgoing the expense of a candidate having to campaign, controlling the outcome of what is supposed to be a free and fair election. That kind of makes that election not free, not fair, don't you think? Isn't that at a cross-purpose to the stated GOP position on elections? You bet it is. There's also the problem here in Sevier County with the GOP controlling the outcome of elections too. When a candidate here tried to run in the GOP primary for District 12. Miss Mariah Bailey is her name if you remember the discussion from months ago. If you don't, here's a little background. It involves the same GOP bylaw that the SEC used against Mr. Pulliam. Part of Article 3 of the state GOP bylaws states this. Younger Republicans who may not have been of legal age for three primary elections must obtain approval from the state chairman. In fact, Mr. Golden himself stated that in interviews when discussing the new bylaws when they were passed. The candidate here applied to Mr. Golden for that waiver of the Article 3 and was denied despite being vouched for by the Sevier County Republican Party. Trying to effectively control the outcome for the House of Representatives District 12 election. That is why I'm running as an independent. I'm not the only one in the state that decided not to play by the state GOP rules when deciding to run for office either. The Tennessee conservative ran an article about this last week. A lifelong Republican by the name of Christine Essex was forced to run as an independent by the Tennessee Republican Party. Because of that, it may cost her the District 10 Hamilton County School Board seat. Miss Essex told the Tennessee Conservative that after seeing many problems with Hamilton County Schools, she chose to run for school board with hopes that she could make changes for the better. In other words, she chose to take a stand in the arena in defense of children. That's pretty conservative of her, right? It's also supposed to be part of the GOP platform. Here are some of the facts, though. She has been a resident of Hamilton County for 52 years. She has always voted Republican. She comes from a very conservative Republican family. After issues with one of her children being bullied and assaulted in government schools, she decided to homeschool her children. When she picked up paperwork to run for the position, she was informed by the chairman of the Hamilton County Republican Party that she could not run as a Republican candidate. While she has voted Republican in every general election, 
She has not voted in a couple of primaries, so therefore she's not considered a bona fide Republican. Ridiculous, right? Because the party knows and counts on the apathy of the electorate, they can pick who runs for us, denying the people a true choice, much as they did with the candidate that wanted to primary Governor Lee. Curtis Carney was removed from the GOP ballot by the SEC as well. Now, the state GOP was much more aggressive in their fight against Mr. Carney than they were against Miss Essex. Nonetheless, the outcome was the same. The state GOP determining who is and who is not on the ballot. They know that by forcing these quote-unquote disqualified candidates to run as an independent, if they choose to continue the fight, moves them into election purgatory. Another example is this, and it's a doozy. When Gary Humble of Tennessee Stands decided to primary Senator Jack Johnson for the GOP nomination, it really revealed the incumbent protection racket of the state GOP and its preferred candidates. The race there, it turned out to be much closer than they expected. In fact, Gary Humble won the election day vote. It was only the early voting that was counted later that saved Senator Johnson's hide in that election. That election was too close for comfort for the state GOP despite all the dirty tricks used by big pack money spent against Gary. And since it was too close, the party apparatus has now kicked into punishment mode. Without evidence, the powers that be have insisted on a campaign finance investigation. Isn't that just peachy? The Gary Humble situation even has other far-reaching consequences. It has caused the president of the Blount County Republican Women's Club to resign her post when faced with an ultimatum of either resign, disinvite Mr. Humble from speaking, or face other punishments. The Tennessee Federation of Republican Women determined that by inviting a person they deemed as controversial that the president of the Blount County Republican Women had violated the state organization's bylaws. Of course, all of this was started by an email from a Transpublican, a rhino, that was copied to the state GOP chairman, Mr. Golden. It was quite impressive to see the former president of the Blount County Republican Women's Club stand by her principles and stand up to the GOP and their weak Transpublicans in the quite apparent attempt to quote-unquote Cancel Mr. Gary Humble. This lady, a Ms. Heather Fair, demonstrated resolve and principled leadership by taking a stand against party politics. She definitely took a stand in the arena. That is something that people all over the state need to start doing. It is easy to battle a political enemy such as the Democrats, I mean communists, but when your own political party is working against the people and against its stated platform, meaning they are working against conservatives in the state, the fight takes on more meaning because it becomes quite apparent that this truly is a battle of individual liberty and constitutional principles against the political parties that are only concerned with power and control, but not liberty. What more evidence do you need that the political parties are doing exactly what President George Washington warned us they would be doing? 
Transpublicans, who occupy significant leadership positions within the state GOP, along with the Democrat or the Communist Party, both of them are not willing to protect and defend liberty. That is why it is important for each of us to become actively involved in our system of self-governance. Doing this will require discipline. Much as my pastor described in a current series my church is in right now called Faith Strong, our faith requires discipline to remain strong. Much as our constitutional republic needs active participation by the citizens to remain a republic and not devolve into the tyranny of an oligarchy. An oligarchy made up of a ruling elite that only stay in power due to the apathy of the electorate. The message in my church this week specifically targeted getting into the Word of God daily. Of course, that requires discipline, making a decision and sticking to it. The same is true of self-governance. It too needs to be a daily occurrence. The pastor gave us this phrase to remember and it hits home. What begins as a discipline ultimately becomes a habit that becomes a lifestyle. That is life-changing, more importantly, life-preserving. Can you see how that ties into protecting and defending liberty? If we make it a daily occurrence, if each of us makes a decision that we stick to, a discipline, it will become a habit that becomes a lifestyle, it will be life-changing, but more importantly, it will become liberty-preserving for us, our children, and our grandchildren. I was at an event this past Monday night where that was the underlying theme of the remarks by the speakers present. The speakers were Miss Heather Fair and Mr. Gary Humble, who we just talked about earlier in this episode. Mrs. Fair stood upon her principles. She made a decision and stuck with it. She exercised discipline. Some would say she sacrificed her position as the president of the Blount County Republicans Club, but what I believe she did was this. She strengthened that position by standing firm on Republican principles and not bowing down to the rhino woke mob, a mob that is very upset that their methods are being exposed by true conservatives all over the great state of Tennessee. Again, that takes discipline. Discipline that is needed by every patriot to tell the political parties that enough is enough. The citizens of this state and this nation recognize that the battles being fought in the political arena now have very little to do with constitutional principles. These battles are all about political party power and the people that are suffering are the average Americans whose liberty is being eroded by these political parties in their battle for dominance. Both of these parties point each other out as the boogeyman in the political arena when the case is... Both parties are the boogeymen. Both parties are working for dominance over each other, and it has nothing to do with our Constitution. It has everything to do with power and influence by serving in government. The government that hates us, and also the government that gets the first cut of all of our wages and our earnings. Another way in which the ruling elite, the new aristocracy, works to rob us of our liberty is happening in this year's election in the state of Tennessee. There are four proposed amendments to our state's constitution. I recently put up a blog post on the website about this that you should all read. It is gubernatorial candidate John Gentry's interpretation of these four amendments. 
There is more information about them that I will share in another blog post soon that concerns my views about these amendments as well. Before we close the show, though, I want to remind the voters here in House District 12 about some upcoming events. I have two more meet and greets scheduled. The first one is Saturday, October 8th at the King Family Library from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. The second one is at the same time and location, but will take place on Saturday, October 22nd. I'm working the schedule to fit another one in, but it is proving difficult. Meanwhile, if you see me out and about in the county going door to door, don't hesitate to stop me and ask me some questions. For those of you that were unable to tune in to Talk Radio 92.3 this past Sunday, I will be releasing the show as another special episode of the podcast as soon as the engineer provides me the digital copies. Also, if you live in District 12 and would like to help me with some door-to-door canvassing, please send me an email. The email address is larry-for-tn12 at protonmail.com. Again, the email address is larry-for-tn12 at protonmail.com. I want to thank the current volunteers that are out there helping me canvass. You can also sign up on the website to get notified when I publish a blog post. I will start publishing them more frequently throughout the campaign. With that, this week's wisdom from God's Word comes to us from Proverbs 14.3. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. The sovereign citizens of these United States of America, that is you and I, We need to become wise and active in our system of self-governance or we will lose it. I have often said that the liberty you and I, that all of us together, do not fight for today, our children and grandchildren will never know about them. We need to wrest control of our government from the foolish that currently occupy elected office. We also need to wrest control of the political parties filled with foolish people that only exercise party loyalty instead of fidelity to our Constitution. We also must become wise about our Constitution and its creation of a limited government and force our current government back into its constitutional confines. We must become wise about the people running for office and only support those candidates that will not be beholden to party power, but will only be beholden to their constituents and be loyal to their oaths and the Constitution. So let us all become wise by exercising some self-governance discipline and effect some liberty changing in our state and our republic. Until next week, stand in the arena with me Reveille, it's time to wake up.